Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to Aquatic Wetline Radio Show with your host, the aquatic man himself, Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is a one-stop radio show for everything freshwater, including cichlids, catfish, oddballs, lagos, and much more. Plus, we will be discussing saltwater and reptiles. Aquatic Wetline is your original fish keeper podcast that started it all for the fish keepers. What is on the aquatic discussion tonight? Let's dive down into the Aquatic Wetline headquarters and find out. Here's your host, Aqua Alex. Take it away, Alex. The Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by Atari Sales USA. School of Fish, Inc., Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatic. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari Bio-Pure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysa shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc., and Fish Frenzy's Tropical Fish for the finest quality in freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash AquaAlex. Now, AquaAlex, take it away. Happy Easter from all of us at the Aquatic Wetline to all of you listening right now to this show. Oscar Alex really hopes you guys have a fantastic Easter. Don't forget to purchase your fish some delicious Akari goodies from your local fish store or pet store. Akari offers some fantastic treats such as frozen bloodworms, frozen brine shrimp, or even some delicious pellets, such as Akari Cichlid Gold. So offer your fish the finest quality products with Akari this Easter. And if you're from Western Massachusetts, check out School of Fish, Inc. right here in Springfield, Massachusetts for some wonderful aquarium equipment and aquarium fish in both freshwater and saltwater. So once again, Happy Easter to all of our listeners. Now, let's get on to the big fat Easter bunny, Oscar Ellis Cardinelli, live from Springfield, Mass. Hello, fish keepers, and welcome to another episode of the Aquatic Wetline. And welcome to the first show of an awesome week coming your way here on the Aquatic Wetline. We've got a very, very big week coming your way tonight and uh, this week as well. And I'm really happy to have you here on the Aquatic Wetline tonight. 
Welcome to Monday's edition of the Aquatic Wetline. Thank you for joining me, whether you're live or you're listening to today's archived episode version. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Oscar Alice Cardinelli, and like I said during our intro, this is going to be a very big week for the Aquatic Wetline because we're going to be celebrating our 150th episode this Saturday, and today's episode is our 146th which means now we're only four episodes away from our historic 150th episode. But today, we're going to be talking about two very popular fish in the freshwater side of the hobby. We're going to be talking about the two common loaches. We're talking about the clown loach and the red tail bodia, which are very popular in the aquarium hobby, Peco, PetSmart, and your local fish store are always going to have these guys available. Now, a lot of people in the aquarium hobby love clown loaches, and I know a lot of you guys are going to be listening to the show to learn about clown loaches. I personally love clown loaches. They're one of my personal favorite fish, and I can't wait to discuss clown loaches and learn a ton about clown loaches and red-tailed bodias. I love both clown loaches and red-tailed bodias, and I can't wait to discuss them with you guys here on the Aquatic Wetline. But before we get started, I've got my wonderful co-host with me. My co-host is none other than Slashmaster1989, Oscar Man Jeff, who's going to be here every week on the Aquatic Wetline. He's such a great man and a great fish keeper. So let's welcome our co-host, Slashmaster1989, Oscar Man Jeff. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing fantastic. I'm having a great day, and now we're ready for a fantastic show. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. This is going to be a great show, and I can't wait for the 150th episode on Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great, and we're going to continue doing great shows until then, right? Yes, sir. All right. So like I said in our introduction, today Jeff and I are going to have a discussion on clown loaches and red tail bodia, and we're going to tell you how to care for them, how big they get, the tank mace they can have, and more. So you're going to learn a lot about clown loaches and red tail bodias tonight on the Aquatic Wetline. Now as always, I broadcast my shows live here on Blog Talk Radio, so if you're listening live to the show, you may dial in at the number which is international, by the way. It's all over the United States, so anyone from the United States can call in. If you have any questions on clown loaches or red tail bodias, you can call in live at 1-347-989-8142. That number again is 1-347-989-8142. With any questions on clown loaches or red tail bodias, Tell us why you love chronologies or why you love red tail bodias. 1-347-989-8142. We'd love to answer your call, so go ahead and call in. All right, well, we've got a lot to discuss, so let's go ahead and get started. Hey, sir. Alex, what do you like about clown, clown loaches and red tail bodias? 
Great question, Jeff, to get us started. Well, I actually like the personality of clownloaches. Clownloaches have a fantastic personality. They're almost like an Oscar in personality, but these fish actually have stay a little bit smaller than an Oscar. They get about a foot long in length, sometimes even bigger than that, but it's very rare. And clownloaches often grow slower than uh, Oscar would. Now, clownloaches have a very good personality. Sometimes they like to play dead, and they actually scare the owner, but it's actually them playing, and I love that personality that clownloaches have. The next thing I like about clown loaches is they make clicking sounds in the aquarium. Yes, it's true. Clown loaches are known to make clicking sounds in the aquarium as they eat and as they play. And the next thing I like about clown loaches is they are very social fish. So if you're a beginner that likes to buy this fish, that fish, this fish, that fish, you can obviously obviously buy five or six clown loaches. I love keeping them in a school, and I personally would not recommend keeping one by itself. Clown loaches need to be in a school, and I like having clown loaches in a school. They're very colorful, and they've got a very cool coloration pattern on clown loaches. I just love clown loaches. I love their personality. I love the size they reach, and I love seeing them in schools. There's always a soft spot in my heart for clown loaches. Now, as far as red-tailed bodias go, I find that they're more hardier than a rainbow shark or a red-tailed shark, and I actually prefer the red-tailed bodias over the red-tailed sharks, in my honest opinion. I love them a lot better. It may be because I like loaches, but I actually prefer the red-tailed bodia over the red-tailed sharks. Now... I actually like keeping the red-tailed bodias because it's got some beautiful coloration, natural blue coloration, and a natural red tail. I do not support the painted red-tailed bodias, which are a dyed fish. I hate those things. They should not belong in the aquarium hobby, but we, as we know, some people just do things to make profit in this aquarium hobby. But I like the red-tailed bodias for their personality and also for their color as well. All species of loaches have some great uh, personalities, but I find clown loaches and red-tailed bodias, in my opinion, have the best personalities you guys are, are going to find. Now, red-tailed bodias will grow to about 8 inches in length, so they can be kept by beginners as well, which is why I like them as well. So those are all the reasons why I like clown loaches and red-tailed bodias. Very, very cool fish. Now, Jeff... Will you ever keep clown loaches or red-tailed bodias? Great question, Alex. Now, I have actually had clown loaches before, but it was when I was a super beginner and I didn't do my research. I bought a couple of clown loaches and put them in a 20-gallon tank. So I rehomed them before they got too big. So honestly, right now, since i got a bigger tank, if someone would give me one, I'd maybe have one, but I probably wouldn't go out and buy one. Oh, that sucks. I wish you knew a lot more about fish when you got your clownloaches because you probably would have loved them. Yeah, they were cool. It's just it's not really my kind of fish. Oh, I understand. I know. I understand that. Alex, could a beginner keep clownloaches and red-tailed bodia? 
Absolutely. I feel a beginner could keep a clown loach or a red tail bodia. Now, this is kind of similar to your experience. If a beginner actually did research, then they would realize how big a clown loach and how big a red tail bodia actually gets. So, if a beginner wanted to keep clown loaches and red tail bodias, I would say you definitely need to do your research. Research how big clown loaches get. Research how big red tail bodias get because research is going to tell you that clown loaches are going to get up to a foot or more and red tail bodias are going to get to eight inches or even bigger and they're going to require at least a 75 gallon aquarium. But yes, a beginner could keep clown loaches or red tail bodias as long as they do their research. And also, as long as the beginner, beginner knows that clown loaches and red tail bodias need to be kept with other clown loaches and red tail bodias because they get stressed out if kept alone. So, what a wonderful question that was, Jeff. And I feel that beginners can keep um, some of these species together. I feel that they can. Uh, be kept in uh, beginners. So, great question, Jeff. Yeah, that was a great answer with some good information. Now, Alex, could you explain why clown loaches and red tail bodias need to be kept in schools? Great, uh, great answer. Uh, great question there, Jeff. Great answer. Great question. Now, clown loaches and red tail bodias need to be kept in schools because they are social fish. And a social fish will feel very stressed out if kept by itself. And when a fish is really stressed out, it's going to develop diseases like ick and could potentially pass away. So in order to prevent that stress, I recommend having at least four species of clown loaches together or four red-tailed bodias together. Now, if you have just two, they may fight. You have three, one may bully the other two. You have four, it's pretty even. So you want to keep at least four species of clown loaches and four species of red-tailed bodias together. They need to be kept in schools. The more, the merrier as they like to say, because these are our schooling fish, and they stress out very, very, very much if kept alone. They need to be kept in schools. Always, always, always remember that to have the best quality care. They need to be kept in schools. I cannot stress that enough. So the reason they need to be kept in schools is so they feel safe and they'll be more active, because if you keep one by itself, you're never going to see it. But if you have four, five, six, seven, eight, they're going to be active. They're going to eat, and they're going to look awesome in your aquarium. So I hope that answers your question. Yes, that was a great answer. All right. Awesome. So that was a great way to uh, start the show. Let's get into the information and care for clown loaches. So, Jeff, could you discuss the care for clown loaches for us right here on the Aquatic Wetline? Yes, Alex, I would be honored to. Now, the maximum size for a clown loach would be 12 to 16 inches. These loaches get pretty big. However, they usually only reach 9 to 12 inches in the aquarium hobby. This is a wonderful loach, but too large for most hobbyist aquariums. A lot of minimum of 75 gallons or more young clown loaches thrive in groups. They require large turnover, efficient filtration systems, and current supplied by additional power heads. Frequent water changes and great attention to cleanliness in the aquarium. The tank should have subdued lighting, a soft, preferably sand substrate, and numerous hiding places provided made from rockwork or driftwood. Plants should be strong 
and resilient because large columnlets can be hard on them. They may uproot them or punch holes in the leaves. Plant species must be capable of low-light environments. Clowns are somewhat nocturnal in nature and often very lively in the early morning and after dusk. The addition of the blue moon light tube or some other of the blue lighting saves to come on before main lights and go off after them. Will allow the owner to observe the fish at their most liveliest and entertaining. This will also avoid the fish being shocked by sudden change in brightness. Okay, now for feeding for the clown roaches. Defrosted, fro- defrosted frozen bloodworms, white mosquito larvae, brine shrimp, and ATC. Chopped prawns are appreciated by larger fish. Manufactured sinking wafers, algae carnivore wafers, fresh or balanced vegetables such as cucumbers, zucchini, lightly boiled peas. Often keepers have had success with foods such as watermelon and banana, quality flake food, will enjoy nibbling a soft or fine leaves aquatic plants. The water parameters for a clown roach is the pH of 6.5 to 7.0, hardness, aim for softer water. Temperature would be 78 degrees Fahrenheit to 87 degrees Fahrenheit. Good breeding for the clown roach. No confirmation of natural breeding in the aquarium. Some forced reproduction through the use of hormones on fish farms in the tropics is rumored. It is known that they are raised by such methods in the Czech Republic. Alex, is there any info I left out on clown roaches? Great job, uh, Jeff. You did a fantastic job talking about clown loaches. I have a couple of uh, information tidbits I wanted to share with you guys. Now, clown loaches are often sold at the very immature size of one and a half inches, and they're very immature at that size, but they should not be considered for the smaller or even medium-sized aquarium. They will grow quite rapidly from this cute size to around 5 inches. Thereafter, the growth slows somewhat, but with good care in a large aquarium, they can easily reach 8 to 12 inches. They are big, bulky at that size. A potential owner should seriously consider the long-term commitment in purchasing a group of these species as they will acquire every increasing size of aquarium and may potentially live at least twice as long as some small dogs. Adults will eventually require an aquarium measuring at least 6 feet by 2 feet by 2 feet. Even small specimens of this species may, must potentially be housed in an aquarium that is four feet long as a minimum. Anything smaller can cause these fast-booming fish to become stunted and stressed. Quite frequently, they are recommended to aquarists to help rid the tank of a snail infestation, but due to their large adult size, they are not always a suitable choice. Other smaller species of the genius Bodia will also eat snails and will be considered a more appropriate choice for the smaller community aquariums. Now, this is a very cool thing to know about clown loaches. Clown loaches have really sharp spines. Clowns raise these formidable weapons when they need to defend themselves or when disturbed in some way. Great care must be taken when moving clown loaches and indeed all Botini loaches because the spines can catch in a net and damage the fish. 
Also, when transporting the species, multiple bags must be used to avoid punctures and loss of water. Clown loaches are considered peaceful, and they make excellent additions to a large community tank if the focus of the tank is their needs first. They seldomly bother other small fish, and it is quite possible to have other species breed and the babies grow up unpredated by the clowns. Like many members of the genus Botia, this is a highly gregarious species with sophisticated social structures and some very odd behavior. The clown loaches is a very beautiful fish, and I think beginners and any fish keeper are going to love clown loaches. Okay, so Jeff, what do you think of that? Awesome information, Alex. I learned so much about clown loaches already. So what do we have planned next for discussion on clown loaches? Awesome. Well, this is an awesome start to the show. I think it's time for our first commercial break of the night. Coming up next, we're going to have a continued discussion on clown loaches and red tail bodia. Up next, after the commercial break, we're going to fin- finish chatting about clown loaches, and we're going to start talking about red tail bodias. So we'll finish our clown loach discussion and start talking about red tail bodias next after our commercial break. This commercial break is being sponsored by Hikari Seals USA, who has the perfect food for your clown loaches and red tail bodias. This commercial break is also being sponsored by School of Fish, Inc., who wants to remind you that they've got clown loaches and red tail bodias in stock right now in stock right now, among other species of bodias, right here in Springfield, Mass. So if you live in Western Mass and you're looking for some clown loaches or red-tailed bodias, check out School of Fish, Inc. We're also being sponsored by the International Aquatic Association, the IAA, on YouTube, and Jambox. And don't forget, I'm going to give some plugs for some wonderful YouTube channels. Check out my good friend, Slashmaster1989, Jeff. On YouTube, he's got a wonderful channel, so check him out, Slash Master 1989 Jeff. Also, check out Hannah Pro Discus on YouTube, he's got a great channel as well. Psychedelic Babe's got a fantastic channel as well. And don't forget my good friend Mike from Mass Aquariums, he's got a wonderful channel. Always like watching his videos, so I want my subscribers and my listeners of the Aquatic Wetline to go check him out. And then we've got M.A. Fish Guy, who's got a pretty good channel as well. And we've got the Aquatic Wetline uh, channel as well. Is there any more channels I left out, uh, Jeff? Nope, that was pretty much it. Awesome. So let's take this commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have a song that is one of Jeff's favorites, and then we're going to continue our discussion on clown loaches and red tail bodias. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Procosinus, micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, 
Saki Akari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles. And BioPure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from fresh water to salt water and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Do you need advice on planter tanks? Do you need advice on community tanks? Do you need advice on cichlids? Do you need advice on discuss? Do you need advice on Well, get over to the IAA channel now! We can help you with planted tanks, saltwater tanks, community tanks, filtration, DIY, lighting, dosing, CO2, discus, angelfish, German blue rams, African cichlids, and any other community fish. Subscribe to the IAA channel today! Thank you, IAA! Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Aquatic Euphoria, a podcast about fish, all things fish and everything fish. Let William T. and his co-hosts dive deep into your tank and come up with a great fish species topic for a great show. Check out Aquatic Euphoria today for an enjoyable fish show. William T. and his co-hosts do it all. Salt water, fresh water, and yes, plants and even specials on other interesting topics. Surf over there, right after this wonderful show here on Blog Talk Radio. Dakota Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium-keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus.
Did you know that William T. has a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids, teens, and in-betweens. Epiphany is a podcast about revelations, sudden awarenesses, and innuendos. William T. will discuss topic by topic, week by week, or maybe day by day. You never know with William T. This podcast is controversial at best, interesting at least. Come join William T. at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash epiphany USA. Come hear what all the hype is about. William T. slam dunks his attitude with rants, political slurs about governmental blunders, world events and where this world is headed from a revelational point of view. See if this podcast don't grab your fancy. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come sit beside William T. and take part in a podcast that promises to be inviting, action-packed and just plain crazy at times. Come hear some senseless jargon and an attitude from the shrewd dude from South Carolina. The old man of mayhem, William T. Come on be brave and go there right now. Well, wait until this show is over first though. tonight is for my co-host Jeff. This is one of his favorite songs and I figured I'd pay my respects for him hosting the show and I'd show him some support. They're playing his favorite songs tonight here on the Aquatic Wetline and for you listeners so you guys can hear some of the songs that Jeff likes. So the name of the song is um, Heartbreakers and um, it's a song that Jeff likes. So I'll show you folks. Cause I can't stay long Let's get 
market square She's standing in her underwear Looking down from a hotel room The nightfall will be coming soon Oh my my, oh hell yes You got to put on that party dress It was too cold to cry when I woke up alone I hit my last number, I walked to the road Last dance with Mary Jane One more time to kill the Tuned in to the one and only Fish Keeping Podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. With over 100 episodes, the Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. Remember... You can call in anytime at 1347-989-8142. Now, back to Aqua Alex. You are now tuned in back to the Aquatic Wetline. Oscar Alex and myself, Oscar Man Jeff, have been talking about clown loaches and red tail bodias. Before commercial break, we were discussing the care for clown loaches. We are now going to finish up the discussion on clown loaches and start discussing the red tail bodies. Don't forget to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two with any questions on clown loaches or red tail bodies for Oscar Alex. Alex loves callers. Go ahead and call in at one 
347-989-8142. Okay, so now let's get back into the discussion, Alex. Is there anything else we should cover about clown loaches? Great question, uh, Jeff. So I'll talk about tank mates for clown loaches, and I'm going to suggest some great tank mates for clown loaches. Now, clown loaches are a very peaceful fish, and they can live with almost anything. They can live with small fish, medium fish, and even some large fish. So clown loaches are pretty compatible with any other kinds of fish. Um, if you're going to do a community aquarium, please recognize the fact that clown loaches are going to get to be about um, – 8 to 12 inches long, so they're going to need at least a 75-gallon aquarium and up. But in the community aquarium, a clown loach can live with garamis, tetras, platys, mollies, guppies, swartails, barbs, and peaceful cichlids like angelfish and German blue rams and crib cichlids and even discus. Yes, clown loaches can live with discus. That's my opinion on it, and I know some of you might feel another way, but I feel that clown loaches can indeed live with discus. Now, clown loaches can also live with um, Jack Dempsey's, Firemouth, Convicts, and some of the other medium to large growing cichlids. But I would be kind of uh, worried about keeping a clown loach with, say, with an Oscar, because an Oscar might eat a clown loach, and that sharp spine could indeed get it stuck into your Oscar and could potentially kill your Oscar. But if you got a large clown loach, like an 8-inch clown loach, and yes, you can have clown loaches with Oscars. I'd certainly recommend having very large clown loaches with Oscars because, as we know, Oscars are pretty much going to just eat about anything. So you want to keep that in mind when thinking about keeping Oscars. So, um, and Oscars and clown loaches together. I know a lot of you guys love both fish, um, but I would potentially consider keeping uh, clown loaches with Oscar if I was going to be keeping larger clown loaches, which can indeed be very expensive. Um, so I, d I don't think it's worth the risk, in my opinion. I just get a separate six-foot tank and have a tank of clown loaches and some black bar sewer dollars and such. But if you are a risk-taker, you can certainly have Oscars and clown loaches together. I, won't, I wouldn't want to risk it because I love both Oscars and I love both clown loaches, and I definitely don't want to see uh, either fish get injured. Now, the controversy surrounding this is clown loaches and African cichlid aquariums. Now, I personally would not recommend throwing a clown loach in an African cichlid aquarium, and that is because uh, of the higher pH difference. Clown loaches normally come from 6.8 7.4, and as we know, African cichlids have a higher pH than normal. So um, it could potentially harm the fish, but clown loaches are very hardy, and I think that um, they could handle the water, but I just think it's unnatural to see clown loaches living with African fish. But that is just my opinion on it, and I'm not going to uh, um, disagree with anyone that does it because people have been doing it for years. I just, I just wouldn't recommend it to anyone that would ask me my thoughts on it because I feel that clown loaches belong in their natural habitat, as close to their natural habitat as possible. So I think we pretty much covered everything about clown loaches for this show. If anyone has any questions on clown loaches, please feel free to call in live at 1-347-989-8142.
That's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Now let's move on to our discussion to the red tail bodias. So Jeff, would you like to talk about the care for red tail bodias right now? Yes, no problem, Alex. Hey, the common name red fin loach, blue bodia, and red tail bodia. The maximum size is ten inches. More normally a max is seven inch in the aquarium hobby. The care for red tail bodia is due to its potentially large size and need for the company of its own species. A large tank is required with excellent filtration and regular water changes. Red tail bodia are excellent diggers that appreciate a sand substrate to protect their delicate barbells and lighting should be subdued. The feeding for the red tail bodia would be good quality flake food, sinking pellets, algae wafers, chopped earthworms, thawed frozen bloodworms, mysis shrimp, chopped cocktail shrimp, and avoid overfeeding as these fish are very greedy. And the water parameters would be pH of 6.5 to 7.5. Temperature would be 78.8 to 86. Alex, would you like to explain some info about the red tail bodia? Sure, I'd be absolutely honored to share some information about the red tail bodia. Now, red tail bodia are a heavily built loach that should be kept in a group of their own species. Like clown loaches, they have a social structure, and an alpha loach will eventually lead the group. These fish are highly territorial, and a lot of infighting will be seen. During these interactions and at feeding times, this species may be very vocal with its clicking noises. Because of their territorial habits, provide numerous hiding places so that less dominant fish may escape the attentions of more boisterous individuals or more aggressive individuals. Now, because of their size and temperament, red tail bodia should only be kept with other boisterous large species or low species or large fast-moving, free-swimming fish such as large barb species. Red-tailed bodias can live with other species of bodias like clown loaches and uh, and the most popular, um, I forgot its name now, of course, they'll come back to me. Oh, shoot, I forgot the name of this loach. It's a very popular loach. Oh, I'll have to get back to it. It's uh, uh, I want to say tire track loach, but it's not true because that's a tire track eel, but it's similar to that. Oh, uh, I don't know if it's a zigzag loach. I don't think so. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a other species of bote loaches. I, I, don't, I, I know of this species by name, but I forgot about it because I have never kept this fish. I've seen them a lot at the fish store, but if I come back to it, I'll mention it when it comes back to me. I'm 21 years old, and I forget things. Isn't that a shame? Anyways, you can keep red tail bodias with uh, barbs, like tiger barbs. Be careful, they're kind of nippy. Um, tetras, guppies, and things of that nature. Guppies might become eaten, but it can certainly be tried. Now, body and fin coloration can be very variable in this species, probably due to the wide distribution in nature. Fins can be red, orange, or yellow, and body color varies greatly, but it's generally a blue-gray in color, sometimes with a noticeable green sheen in certain lighting. Mature, well-cared-for, red-tailed bodia are extremely beautiful and oppressive fish. 
Now, here's the sad thing about Retia Bordias. They're so popular that it, it is unfortunate that part of the Southeast Asian exotic fish markets feel the need to artificially enhance their appearance, either by feeding, color-enhancing foodstuffs, dyeing, or at worst, injecting color into the fish's skin. And that is very sad. I personally don't like this species of uh, red-tailed body. It's not the fish's fault. It's the people making the profit's fault. Now, um, these are very common. It's very hard to find a natural red-tailed bordia anymore. You're most likely going to find a painted red-tailed bordia, and I think it's very, very, very sad, and um, I think it's awful. So I definitely don't recommend the purchasing of these types of red-tailed bordias. So, Jeff, what is your thoughts on the painted red-tailed bordia? My thoughts are... I really don't think they belong in the hobby like any painted fish or altered fish. I'm not a fan of a fish that has to be altered to look a certain color. I think a natural fish is the most beautiful fish. So there's no need for all the coloring and altering and manipulating the fish to look any other than what they should look in the natural state. I agree with you on that. A great answer, Jeff. Thank you, Alex. What kind of fish can live with red-tailed bodia? Great question. A lot of fish can live with red-tailed bodia. You can certainly have some other species of loaches in with them, like clown loaches or weather loaches or coolie loaches. And all the species of botias can live with your um, red-tailed bodias to provide a lot of rock for them to hide in because some of these species are going to be very aggressive. Now, tiger bodias are can also be kept with these guys too, but they need to have plenty of rocks. Red-tailed bodias will hide a lot more than a clown loach will, so keep that in mind. You're not going to see red-tailed bodias out as often as you would see a clown loach. Take mates for red-tailed bodias is pretty simple. They can live with larger community fish like... Uh, Tetras, barbs, garamis, angelfish, and uh, rams. I certainly would not recommend putting them with guppies because they might eat them, but it could work depending on the individual species of red-tailed bodias. Um, they can do well in a cichlid tank. They can do well with convicts, jack dempseys, fire mouths, festivums, and some of the larger or medium to larger growing cichlids. Again, the same thing, like I said, with Oscars. An Oscar might try to eat a red-tailed bodia, but I'd go with a larger red-tailed bodia if you want to keep a red-tailed bodia with an Oscar. Same thing I said with the clown loaches it applies to the red-tailed bodias with Oscars. Now, I definitely don't recommend keeping red-tailed bodias either with African cichlids because they don't come from that pH as well. So I definitely don't recommend keeping them with African cichlids as well. So that covers the tank mates for the red-tailed bordias. Now, feeding the red-tailed bordias is pretty simple. You can feed them a variety of foods. My red-tailed bordias loved bloodworms. They loved uh, brine shrimp. They loved daphnia. And they loved live blackworms. I would personally recommend feeding all those high-quality foods to your fish. Your loaches are going to love you for that. I can guarantee you your loaches are going to love you for that. 
So pretty much I think we covered everything for the Red Tail Bordia and the Clownroach. They are a very hardy fish, and I feel anyone can keep a Red Tail Bordia or a Clown Loach. So if you have any questions, go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. That's 1-347-989-8142. Did you say something, Jeff? Yeah, I actually got a question about a clown loach for you, if you don't mind. Okay, sure. Go ahead. What's the biggest clown loach you've ever seen in the aquarium, personally? Oh, great question. The biggest clown loach. Well, surprisingly, the biggest clown loach i ever seen was from my local fish store. And uh, it was about 12 inches. And I was totally shocked. I was like, how the hell did they get a 12-inch clown loach? Well, it turns out it was a trade-in. A guy had it for 25 years. Can you believe that? Someone had their clown loach for 25 years and grew him out to 12 inches. Matter of fact, the guy said that it was one of the only fish in his aquarium. Um, it had a school of clown loaches, but over the 25 years, some of them perished, and this was the last one he had. that lived with the sewer dollar that was also pretty large and some garamis that were pretty large. The sewer dollar was also about 8 inches. This was a common Mentinus argentus, and the garamis were kissing garamis, and they're about a foot long each. So I was, I was really, really shocked to see how big that clownfish was, how big that sewer dollar was, and how big those kissing garamis were. I mean, that guy looked like he put his heart and soul into those fish, and that was a huge load. I would have personally got him if I had a big enough tank, but uh, I was really shocked at how big that clownfish was. I wish I had a cell phone back then because I would have took a video of it and put it on my YouTube channel. That thing was ginormous. It was very cool looking, and they only wanted like $49 for it, which was a good price in my opinion. Yeah, awesome. And I actually have one more question. Sorry for springing these on. <laughs> no problem, sir. I like the ad living. Great job. And my other question would be is, like, you explained the good tank mates for fish for the red tail bodia and the clown loach. Now, what? how does that go as far as invertebrates? Oh, that's a great question. I've, I've actually had success keeping clown loaches and red tail bodias with uh, crayfish and with um, some freshwater shrimp. However, they will eat invertebrates like snails and such, and they could potentially eat some smaller freshwater shrimps. I've kept mine with um, larger filter-feeding shrimps, but I would not recommend keeping clown loaches with the decrementive or the ornamental shrimp because they'll be feeders. But they can be kept with crayfish, as far as I know. Um, I've kept them with crayfish successfully, um, but obviously it depends on individual, individual crayfish as well because certain crayfish don't like other bomb dwellers, but my three loved having the clown loaches because they would eat all the food the clown loaches would, would leave behind. So it just depends on the individual um, invertebrate. Obviously, snails are out of the question because clown loaches eat snails. So great question, Jeff. Awesome, and I just have one more, and then I'll let you get back with your ship. <laughs> okay, sir, no problem. Like You're cool, so you can ask as many as you want. Yeah, like you said, the clown loach has never had a successful breeding in the aquarium hobby. Is that the same for the red-tailed bodia? 
Yes, unfortunately, uh, Red-tailed Bordia has never bred, bred in the aquarium hobby. Uh, I don't know why that is. Maybe they're, they breed in the wild or something, but they have never bred in the aquarium hobby as well. Pretty awesome. That was all my question. All right, awesome. So this has been a fantastic show. We did a great job tonight. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, take our final commercial break of the evening. And we're going to hear a couple songs during this commercial break. And when we come back, Jeff and I have some announcements we're going to make because we've got a big week here on the Aquatic Wetline, and we want you guys to join us. So stick around. We've got uh, some announcements coming up after this final commercial break, and we've got some awesome songs we play during this commercial break. Do you own a local fish store in your area? Do you own an online aquarium shop? Well, contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com and get yourself a radio commercial advertising your business. The Aquatic Wetline is heard by over 200 people for each episode, so get your name out there. Please contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com. So... We can advertise your business. We advertise fish stores, aquarium shops, YouTube channels, and anything in the freshwater and saltwater fish keeping hobby. So if you're interested in advertising your business, please contact us, aquaticwetline at outlook.com, and we will prepare you with an awesome commercial for this show. Would you like your topical fish question answered live on our Fish Keepers United Question and Answer? Then send all of your topical fish questions to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. You can ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. We look forward to answering your questions. So submit them to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. No question is too dumb. We'll answer them all. So send them in right now. Would you like to be a guest on the Fish Keepers United series? This series has become very successful after our first four episodes. I love interviewing fish keepers. So, if you're a fish keeper and you're interested in asking Aqua Alex questions, and you're interested in Aqua Alex asking you questions, Please contact Aqua Alex so you can be booked on the Fish Keepers United series. Contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can message him on his personal Facebook account, Aqua Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Fish Keepers United. Hey! Call it all Fish Keepers! Join the Aquatic Wetline live on Wednesday, March 18th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern, as Oscar Alex and Discus Man William T. 
We'll have a no-holds-barred fight live on the Aquatic Wetline. That's right, Oscar Alex and Discus Man William T. are going to do battle. They're going to have a debate on monster fish versus feeder fish. And by feeder fish, we're not talking about feeder guppies or feeder goldfish. We're talking about the small fish that live in community aquariums. Which side of the fence are you on? Are you for monster fish or are you for feeder fish? Join us live Wednesday, March 18th, 2015 for a discussion on monster fish and feeder fish. Some of the topics we're going to talk about are... Is it morally right to feed monster fish smaller fish? Why does Aqua Alex like monster fish? And much more. So join this fun show live March 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern. You're welcome to call in and be a part of this great show and let your voice be heard on monster fish and feeder fish. Anyone who calls into the show will be played on our 150th episode as one of our best callers on the Aquatic Wetline history. So join us live March 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern for Monster Fish vs. Feeder Fish. And Discus Man William T., be prepared because I will eat you. Are you ready for Aquatic Wetline's biggest show of the spring? But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you Then join us live Saturday, March 21st, 2015 at 9pm Eastern as the Aquatic Wetline will reach and crush another huge milestone. The Aquatic Wetline will be celebrating its 150th episode on Saturday, March 21st, 2015. In honor of our 150th episode, Ikari Fields USA and Oscar Alex will have prizes just for you, the listeners. Hakari is offering four free Hakari goodie boxes, and Oscar Alex is offering two $20 Petco gift cards. A total of six prizes will be awarded on our 150th episode. Plus, there will be a groundbreaking shocking announcement that will be as big of a shock as The Undertaker's undefeated Wrestlemania streak ending. What is this announcement? Tune in to find out. All that plus a special surprise guest. Never before has he been on radio. And we're also going to have a blast from the past and fish topics. So make sure you're a part of our 150th episode live Saturday, March 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on the Aquatic Wetline, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Aqua Alex. And yes, indeed, our 150th episode is going to air live this Saturday 
at 9 p.m. Eastern. I'll explain more about that in a couple minutes here on the Aquatic Wetline. But first, we've got two songs I want you guys to hear. The first song is the second song that is one of Jeff's favorites, and it's called Sex Pistol. So let's enjoy it. You live in 
are back here live on the Aquatic Wetline, and Oscar Jeff and Oscar Alex, myself, did a fantastic job talking about Red Tail Bordios and Clown Loaches today. This is a great show. Now, before I end the show, I've got a couple of announcements that I would like to make, so hope you guys are ready for some fantastic announcements. All right. My first announcement is that tomorrow, live at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific, I'm going to be doing a show for beginners. Now, last Tuesday, I talked about fish that are perfect for beginners and some things that beginners should do. Now, this Tuesday, March 17th, 2015, at 4 p.m. Eastern, on St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to talk about bad fish for beginners and some things beginners should not do. So make sure you join me tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern to learn about fish that are bad for beginners and learn about things that beginners should not do live tomorrow at 4 p.m. Then Wednesday, March 18th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern, we are going to have a fun debate with our Wednesday night co-host, Discus Man William T., Oscar Alex will be the monster, and Dishy's man William T. will be the feeder. Now, we're going to debate monster fish versus feeder fish, and we're going to see who wins the battle. I've got a funny feeling that I'm going to win because monster fish always eat feeder fish, and I'm going to send William T. swimming very fast back to the Euphoric Network. The Aquatic Wetline and monsters are going to chase William T. back to the Euphoric Network. Anyway, it's going to be a fun show filled with laughter, and we're going to show you how hobbyists can enjoy the hobby, whether they're on the monster side or the feeder fish side. So make sure you join us on uh, Wednesday, March 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern. By the way, when we talk about um, feeder fish, we're not talking about the goldfish or guppies you feed as feeders. We're talking about the smaller community fish, like the fancy guppies, platties, and things of that nature. It's all in good fun, and I guarantee you, you guys are going to like it. So I know I'm going to have a few people calling in for monsters, so if you're a big monster fan, go ahead and call and support us. So, Jeff, are you ready for this fun debate, and what's your thoughts on this great show? Yeah, I'm ready. I can't wait for the show. It's going to be awesome. Now, between the monsters and feeders, I keep a lot of monster fish, but I have a place for feeders, too, and I don't know. It's going to be an interesting show. I just can't wait to see how it turns out. Monsters pack a big punch. I know, it's going to be an awesome show. I'm looking forward to it myself. I'm wondering if William's got something up his sleeve that maybe will let him beat you on this show. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, uh, I don't know. You know, I got stuff up my sleeve, so I win. I'm, I, I wouldn't want to get beat on my own show. <laughs> I don't know, because the monster fish can eat the feeders, but then if you buy the feeders and the feeders have a parasite or some kind of sickness, they can kill your Oscar or cost you money in feeding them, so it's kind of a that you can both cause damage to each other, I think. Oh, yeah, that's very true. I wonder if William's going to give me some kind of disease. Uh, I have no comment on that. That's... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so uh, a, a very good, that's a very good uh, promotion for that show, so make sure you guys check that out Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And my last announcement, the very big announcement, 
don't forget, this Saturday, March 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have our 150th episode. Six wonderful prizes. Four prizes from Akari and two prizes from myself. My two prizes are going to be $20 Petco gift cards. Plus, I'm going to have a groundbreaking announcement you guys are going to love to hear. A special guest, and I'll take a blast from the past. And for the first time in over a year, the Aquatic Wetland is going to air commercial-free. That's right. The first time in over a year, we're going to air commercial-free. No commercials on our 150th episode. So I hope I convinced you to listen to our 150th episode because you might win a prize. That's right. All you've got to do is call in and answer my trivia questions. And um, trivia questions are going to be a little bit hard, but you can use Google and help you answer those questions. So I can't wait for my 150th episode, live Saturday, March 21st, 9 p.m. Eastern. And we're only four episodes away now. Um, And I just can't wait for that. So what do you think of the 150th episode, Jeff? Are you looking forward to it? Yes, I can't wait. I really can't wait for that, Sean. I kind of got a special announcement, if that's all right with you. Go ahead, sir. Okay, Alex has six prizes going up, and I'm actually going to donate a seventh, which is going to be a filter, some thermometers, some med- like medicines for the fish, and some fluval, cichlid flakes, cichlid pellets, and some vegetarian flakes. And just during the show, if you call in, Alex can come up with another question, and he'll get me the address to mail it to, and we'll ship it out to you. Oh, that's awesome, Jeff. I really appreciate that. That's going to be awesome. So we'll add our se- a seventh prize to the show. So seven prizes for some lucky winners on our 150th episode. So that's great. It's just a box of stuff that it's all brand new, never been used. I just don't have use for it. So I hope that's all right with you, Alex. Oh, that's totally fine. That's going to be great. So seven prizes. I'll go ahead and announce that on social media today. So that's wonderful. Thank you very much, Jeff, for and that. I, and I can only ship U.S. Yes, and that's the same for all the other prizes. US. Yes, and that's the same for all the other prizes as well. So unfortunately, all seven prizes are only available for United States of America residents. Sounds good. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a great episode. I remember the 100th episode. It was awesome. I think this one's going to be even better. Yeah, because we got prizes this time. I couldn't get prizes for my 100th, but I got them for my 150th. And even if Alex wanted, I could come up with a question. Yeah, go ahead. You can you can come up with a question and call in during the show anytime you want. And then we can call that the Jeff Price Hour or whatever time it is. Oh, it won't take that long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone's going to win right away. Yeah. All right, so I'll have you call in the 150th whenever you're ready. Okay, yeah, just give me the heads up when and I'll do it. All right, so what a what a fantastic show this has been. So hopefully we got you hyped up for our 150th episode this Saturday, March 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern. So I want to thank you all for listening to this show. I hope you guys learned a lot about red tail bodias and clown loaches. Thank you all for listening, and thank you, Jeff, for being a great co-host tonight. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. 
You're welcome. And again, thank you all for listening. And uh, stop by and check us out on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and share this link to your social media account so your friends see it. I'm Oscar Alex. He's Oscar Me and Jeff. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Aquatic Wetline. Good night, everyone, and take on, fish keepers. Thank you for listening to Aquatic Wetline, your one-stop podcast for everything aquarium. Aqua Alex wants to thank you for listening. Return next time for a fun-filled episode. Please check us out on iTunes. Leave a good review if you enjoyed it. And like our fan page on Facebook called Aquatic Wetline Podcast. And join our fan group called Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye fish keepers. Hang on.